across the neighborhood and across the world. You're listening to Green Bank Live. You are listening to Green Bank Live. Alright, guys, thanks for tuning in to Brimbank Live, Live FM. It's the Connect Podcast with Mikael. Today, we have a great show. I've always wanted to meet you. Like, I've always seen you on Instagram, on Facebook, all that stuff, always doing shows. But it's good to finally like meet you and talk to you in person. Like, thanks for being on the podcast for, with us today. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Mm. Definitely. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time too now. I've been following what you've been doing and, you know, I'm a a fan. Hey, thank you, man. That means a lot coming from you. That means a lot. Mm. So tell our listeners a little bit, people who don't know who Mojo is. Um, He's an artist from Melbourne who does a lot of cool Music can always represent the indigenous culture with like a lot of respect for that. Uh, tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, who people don't know, like Moju. Cool. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name's Moju, or like Moju. my yeah, my that's my that's that's my that's how I perform. But mm. uh, my name's actually Moju Ruista Lusriaga, and I'm. Um, Tabaga people of the Wiradjuri nation, but I live yes. I live and work on Wurundjeri land. Mm. So actually, before we start, I should like take a minute to um, acknowledge the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation. Yes, is where I live and work. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm you know on my mother's side, I'm I'm Tabaga. Uh, Wiradjuri and mm. on my father's side I'm um, from the Visayan Islands in the Philippines from the island okay. Negros. So you're yeah, very so. multicultural. That's dope. Yeah you know um, and I like to I, you know I, I'm I guess I like to through my music you know explore all the different aspects of my my own culture and mm. and my identity and like I talk a lot about like those things, I guess, in particular. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, you know, it's a huge part of who I am and how I interact mm. with the world, yeah. not only as an artist, but as a person. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Like as a fan, even watching you and listening to your music, like it's very clear that you stand like for your culture and you always make sure to represent it in the right way, which like it's not, every single artist like a lot of artists don't do that like a lot other artists would rather just talk about this other stuff but like what made you to like be more aware of that side and like okay i have to like really you know just represent who i am i mean i don't think that i was always that way you know mm. like um i think it took me a long time to sort of get comfortable with just being in my own skin you know, and I think um, growing up in this country, um, 
as a First Nations, but also second generation, mm. um, kind of like third culture kid, you know. Mm. Um, it gives you like, I guess you see this country through a particular lens and mm. you're also viewed through a particular lens, you know. I grew up sort of feeling like um, I didn't really belong anywhere. Yes. And that I didn't really fit in. And I, you know, so if, uh, it took me a long time to sort of figure out where I fit in. And a lot mm. of that was about just accepting myself for all that, all the different things that make up who I am. And it's hard, like, also being in the music industry, you know, where there is a lot of mm. posturing and there's a lot of um, kind of there's a lot of pressure, I think, to sort of present in a certain way. Mm. And when you seeing, particularly as like a young, like black artist or brown artist um, in this, in this industry, like mm. I know a lot of like mob, like a lot of indigenous kids growing up, they look at like black American music and they feel like mm. that is something they connect with more than like, a lot of other kind of music. Yes. And so we kind of grow up feeling like, oh, is that how we're supposed to do it? There's only one way that um, black people or brown people get represented in the music industry or in pop culture, on the TV, on the radio, whatever. So we feel like we've got to mm. be like that. And then you kind of realise, well, that's not really like who I am. Mm. You know, like I'm, I grow up in like Compton or... You know, like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't grow up, you know, like I'm not, you know, like um, mm. and that's, I feel not, like, that's not my culture. So yeah, I guess for me it's like, yeah, growing into like who I am and just sort of being comfortable with that and kind of going, this is actually the story that I can tell and to be authentic in the music that I make and the stories that I tell. Mm you know, there's space for that. Yes. And I feel like th there has to be like a certain time and a certain uh, mistakes that you have to make in order to get to that point. Because it's, it's uh, like you said, it's a very, um, like the industry is like, you have to do things a certain way so you can make it. So, And that way is not always just, being who you actually are and like representing who you actually are so i think you have to like there's a lot of mistakes that you have to make before you get to that point <laughs> yeah oh for sure and you know but i like i also feel like i mean it's kind of a different game now you know like when mm. i first started out making music um the industry just it's changed so quickly like so yes. rapidly and um the more and more content that there is online, the more you can see different people being represented out in the world. And like, you know, you, you kind of, the algorithm also serves you what you, you know, more and more of what you're looking for. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for voices that are alternative to the mainstream, then um, you're going to get more of that. And then that's really encouraging as mm. like someone who's like historically not been very well represented, you know? Yes. Um, you start seeing more and more, like right now there's so many indigenous artists kind of popping off in this country mm. and, you know, um, 
there's so many like the idea of like what it is to be a person of color or like even like blackness you know is like mm. it's so much more multifaceted than what like has been represented in the past yes. so now you can see like you know there's more mm. there's more potential like i guess it's that thing of like you can't be what you can't see right so you think oh i can't be like me the mm. industry only wants this but now yes. it's like hey i can be whatever i want yeah I feel we like, can make the industry look like however we want yes i feel like there's a lot of new opportunities for like independent artists to like especially with social media i think social media was kind of like one of the things that kind of like give people power to actually like get to your fans and like build your own fan base and showcase like your creativity it's not like i've just started like making music like 2012 so i started with the social media so i have no idea <laughs> so like maybe yeah. you have like a little bit like a more experience like you know what what was happening before that and i just moved to australia i think it was 2009 So and I'm still like still getting used to Australia like it's not like you we haven't like really uh gotten like comfortable yet but I think music is definitely one of those things that kind of like give a lot of people including myself just give me like um okay you can do this and you can better yourself at this it's kind of like it was a tool for me to find myself and yeah yeah for sure I mean yeah I don't I find like I actually don't um I I find social media is like not natural for me like I find <laughs> yeah. I've got to work at it you know it's like something I feel sometimes I feel awkward about using mm. or I don't really know um exactly yeah like how how you know, I don't feel entirely comfortable using it all the time and it, and it is kind of weird because it's like people have access to you at all times in mm. a way um so you like have to be discerning about how you engage with it and like who you engage with on there um mm. for your own kind of you know uh self-care and like and well-being yes. um and yeah you know i've i guess i've been around for a bit longer than like you know i mean there's always new for, like social media platforms popping up and everything Thanks. but um we got to adapt as musicians we like we adapt quickly to the way that the industry shifts and changes because technology yes. the industry changes as quickly as technology does you know mm. um even but i think you'll be fine though <laughs> i've been watching your content i've been watching your content online on instagram your videos mm. and stuff mm. and it's cool man it's like you know you you've definitely got the natural ability for it man thank you it means a lot coming from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like that definitely like the industry is always changing like especially with the situation right now like the lockdown i feel like it also has changed up a lot of a lot of things for artists especially with like live performances and um yeah definitely i see a lot of like artists starting to adapt to that situation and like doing a lot of like virtual performances and 
which is also cool. Like not many people did a lot of stuff like before. I wonder like, why didn't we do that? Like that was so cool. (laughs) You know, I actually, I have two like kind of conflicting views on this because I feel Mm. like on one hand, it's really cool that we can connect with audiences like globally from our own home. And it's really cool that the industry, like artists, like like we really are resilient and adaptable in mm. and and innovative you know like we creative thinkers we go okay so this is a problem how do we solve it and we can come at it from all these different abstract ways mm. and the really cool thing is that in a situation like what we're seeing right now with um lockdown and everything is that people have been really um they've been really innovative in the ways that they've been able to continue to connect with their audiences and not let that get in the way. But Mm. the thing that I have a concern about Mm. is that in an industry where it's so hard already to get people to value what we do as artists, Yeah, you know, it's like um, people, a lot of people don't want to pay for art. Um, the Australian government already said we were like the music industry is or the arts is the number one non-essential industry. They were like, Mm. we're not going to support you financially through this pandemic Mm. if you make your living through through the arts because we don't see you as essential. Yet everybody's very happy to sit at home and listen to like watch Netflix (laughs) and listen to Spotify and... Um, yes. like, you know, consume artists on social media. I mean, and, mm. and then, so this is the thing is like, how do we come back after, after lockdown as artists, mm. we've, or, we've basically given away so much for free. We're giving away so much for free. So I yeah. guess I'm kind of appeal, like, you know, it's important to appeal to our audiences and our fans and sort of go, we're doing this for you because, you know, we know we, we're in lockdown too. We know like that the boredom and the and the isolation and all of that mm. um, can have real serious effect on like how you your mental health mm. so here is here is art to you know entertain you to uplift you to mm. you know to engage you mm. um, when we get out the other side we're going to need people to pay for the arts to keep us alive you know absolutely i think People definitely need to like um, look at the artists a little bit more with like uh, compassion and respect, especially like after the COVID, because yeah. it's really it, it would be like a different thing. Imagine like if there was no art, no TV, no movies, no none of that stuff. It's really like it's really kept us up. Like like thankful to all the artists that's been putting out music. Thankful to all the artists that've been like talking to people and like having conversations and I think people are really gonna like definitely they have to like pay back because they're gonna feel that art is very important after this hopefully even the government 100 percent yeah well like I mean I hope that people see that I hope that people can recognize that you know yes because it's also just like you know like we forget too because so much has happened in 2020 but remember at the start of the year before mm. covid mm. happened we were having fires we had 
Yeah. We had terrible fires in this country. Mm. And I don't know how many millions of dollars artists raised yeah. for communities that were affected by fires. But, you know, we're yeah. always, like, we're on the front lines of any, like, any tragedy or, like, any situation where that requires aid, so many artists I know volunteer their time and their mm. and their skills and their resources to, you know, to helping other people. Yes. And, you know, it's like people, I think people can forget that really quickly. Mm, definitely. I always feel like um, artists, like it's our responsibility. Also, I think it's easier for us, for artists, because we're constantly, like, aware of what people are going through. Like, we are the only people who are looking at everyone. Like, I know what you're going through. I know what you're going I know what you're going through. And it's always easier for us to, like, okay, before I take care of myself, to, like, I have to take care of the other people. Like, it's, we always feel like it's needed. And I saw that for sure with the fire that happened the tragic thing that happened and people actually like came in and they supported there was a lot of shows and uh, even with the situation right now like artists we really like we're really at the front line hand in hand with the doctors but they are the bigger heroes for sure <laughs> oh of course of course yeah. like i mean they're the real heroes yeah. but um yeah you know i think i think that there is there's a, a lot to be said for like you know the the comfort and you know the support that artists can provide for people's you know going through mm. um challenging times with their mental health or like emotional well-being you know yes. obviously yeah. i mean obviously it's nothing compared to like actual healthcare professionals of course yeah. but yeah like we're always there to to throw our support behind any cause and it's yeah it's important to remember that like you know we have to we have to number one value ourselves as artists yeah so when we're giving these things away for free all the mm -hmm. time we have to remember that 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 will ultimately affect how people value what we do yes and um and i hope that i hope that people do you know, recognize the value of, of that um, mm. and support the arts, you know, through through difficult times as well. Definitely, because the the support of, like, the music in Australia is, like, it's very low. Um, I recently heard this. Someone told me, like, 96% of the music we listen to in Australia is not from Australia. It's like that 96. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what the statistics are, but it's, like, what gets played on Australian radio is like the bare minimum of what is like the, the quota for yeah. Australian content. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. cool. Also, I just want to talk about like your live music, like your performance. Like, I think it's like crazy because not a like, like a lot of artists, like can, like you hear a lot of artists that sound great on like records, but like when it's live, it's like, okay. But your performance is always like, it's super, um how did you like do you like pay attention to that part of your art like i have to be performing really great <laughs> thank you like first up thank you i really appreciate that and um 
because you know like obviously just like anyone else I have I have my own insecurities about those things but yeah like I feel like in this country we have a really great culture of like at the same time as like I I feel like people do undervalue the arts mm-hmm. um there is there is a lot of life music you know and and we have a culture of like we tour hard we tour yeah. like well that's the old school way anyway like when I first started out mm-hmm. and I come up like playing live that was how I got my chops you know so I learned everything I know about music um like as a professional obviously like I studied music when I was younger and I've been playing music since I was like four years old but mm-hmm. like um you know, from the time I was like 16, I was playing in bars mm. and, and you know, playing in clubs and playing at festivals and, you know, doing as much as I could live. Mm. In my, you know, in my 20s, I'm in my 30s now, but like in my 20s, I was like, I just wanted to be on stage. That's all I, I just wanted to tour and be on stage. And that's like, yeah. I got so much out of that exchange between like myself on stage and 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 the live audience, you know, there's like a real energetic thing that happens there that's exciting. It's like you get mm. so much buzz off that. Yes. As I've gotten a little bit older, I'm like, oh, I think um, I really want to, like I've learned to love being in the studio more and the yeah. creative process around that. And so now it's, for me, it's like um, refining my, like artistic chops in the studio where, I feel like maybe in other places, like I see this in America, I feel like a lot of people spend, like they learn in the studio and then they don't get out on the road until they've already got a song on the radio, you know? Okay, that's different. Like, yeah, definitely performing live is like one of the tools for an artist to use to like better their craft because even myself, like just being on stage, I don't get that many shows, but like I do like open mics. I love them. And yeah. like, yeah, um, just performing and you can hear how the music sound while you're performing and you can kind of like get idea what type of music you, you should be making because when you're performing, it's like way different than like making it in your room. It's like uh, you get another idea like, okay, this is definitely what I need to be making and I'm never going to sing like that again because that one sounds awful. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Well, no, you're right, though. Hey, like, it's, I feel like um, often, too, when I write a song, you know, Mm. I don't really know what that song, I don't really know what that song is until I've performed it live. Yeah. Yeah? You know, like, you you think it's a thing. I've done this, I've made this mistake before, like, when I was younger, too. Like, there's certain songs that I wrote and I never played them live and I just recorded them in the studio and then Mm. I went out on the road and I played them. And then, like, after playing them on the road for, like, a couple of months, I'm like, oh, man, I really wish that I'd recorded it this way in the studio because, actually, yeah. once I've played it live, mm. it feels better to do like this, you know? Mm. Or and people respond in this way to, you know, to this song and I should have approached it like this. Yeah, kind of, like, makes you also, like, a better artist when you're performing a lot. It definitely makes you have a great, like, ear for music. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, this is another thing too. I think the performance, like, it. I mean, there's so many different types of musicians out there in the world. Mm. Um, and I don't, you know, and I think they all have value. 
it all it all has value but I feel like there's some artists that are um really naturally like they're you know probably naturally more adept at you know being the production side of things and being in the studio and like the really technical like musicianship of but not necessarily like it's it's rare when like somebody has all of it and they they can be a great entertainer on stage as well sometimes there's people who are great entertainers they're maybe not like the most um like Mm. like you know like they're not multi-instrumentalist production like arrangers like all of this like Mm. you know some it's it's really important to find the thing that you're good at and kind of lean into it Mm. and um and then the great, and then there's great artists who are like all of those things. But um, that is very like rare. <laughs> like someone that can like produce music, write it, perform it, and like also know how to mix it, all that stuff. I mean, the, like you're talking about someone like Prince, right? Prince, yeah. Mike, Mike, uh, no, Mike is not an engineer, but he's <laughs> yeah. Prince definitely, he's like crazy. But like Prince, you know, he just like played every instrument, and he, mm. he kind of had the whole vision and. And then, and then on stage he could dance and he could sing mm. and he could like create yeah. an entire visual performance as well as like a musical performance and mm. and that's like that's that's so rare. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I guess I've always kind of been drawn to the entertainers as you know as mm. much like. Um, yes. Yeah, I feel like it's it's definitely like two different things because like there's a lot of people who have great year for music, but when it comes to like being on stage, it's like it's a different experience. I feel like you always have to like train and practice before you can like gauge, okay, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is not a, it's two different things. Like it's very, very different. There's this, all this pressure, I feel like in like a modern kind of, world where um like there's a lot of pressure out there for artists to be everything you know to be a great producer to be a great songwriter to be a great performer and and that I think that's come about in an age where like um home studios like bedroom studios are really accessible anyone can really have um like enough of a setup at home that they can make an album and you're not going to know if that was made in their bedroom or if it was made mm. like in a professional studio somewhere. Yeah. So, so there's this pressure. And I think I went, I went through a period of time where I was like, Oh man, like I feel so restricted and confined by my inability to like mm. um, produce my own music to that, to the level that I want it to be at. Yeah. And then yeah. I was working with um, Joelistics Okay. He produced, um, we were collaborated on a bunch of things and he um, he used to rap with TZU, he's like a hip-hop producer and, and we were talking about it and he's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter, like you're a good songwriter. Mm. Leave the production to someone else. That's like someone else is a good producer. You're a good songwriter. There's not enough people who are just good songwriters. Just be a good songwriter, like oh, focus on that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything. We don't have yeah, to be good at everything. We don't. And it's rare to, like, uh, multitask. But if you can find, like, people to, like, collab with, 
who are great at doing certain things, I always feel like definitely you should do that for sure. Well, that's a cool thing that you said that because I think collaboration is one of the things I love most about music, you know, is like working with different people all the time and like they challenge you in different ways and they bring things out of you that you didn't know you had in you before. And you do that for them too. Like collaboration is the fastest way to learn something about who you are as an artist. Yes, that is true. Because your flows like come up (laughs) from the second you just start collaborating with someone. Like you have to, you have to be like a listener almost and like really like meet them halfway kind of. Yeah, and it raises the bar for you, you know. Like if you're sitting at home and there's nobody there to question you on what you're doing, you're going to be like, "That's me." well, this will do, this will do. You know, it's like you, you, you like get lazy with it, whereas there's somebody there pushing you, go, no, 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 that's good, but you can do better. Mm. Or, you know, or you want to, you want to do better because there's someone else in the room. Yes. I feel like I make better music when I'm collaborating with someone else because I'm, you know, I rise to that occasion. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I love like doing collabs with people. Also, I've done a few collabs with um, a few Melbourne artists and they really like helped me like push my um, like writing and some of them even like bodied me on my own songs and I don't know it's really but it's okay um what are some of your do you have any collabs that you would like to do in the future with any artists oh yeah like I mean there's so there's so many all the time Mm. um I mean even just like in this in this country right now I feel like there's so many artists that I want to work with, like Eka, Eka Vandal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. I think she's amazing. I'm really keen to work with her. And Jesswa, mm-hmm. do you know Jesswa? She's like, I, her flow is like crazy. Um, check her out soon. Yeah. I mean, um, there's there's so many, there's so many yeah. artists. I reckon like some of my favorite rappers um, right now in the world are coming mm. up out here, like, you know, like people like Sampa and Remy, yes. I think are two of like the, Bro. you know, like they're, they're, for me, they're like up there with like, yes. you know, I'm I was, on par with anyone, anywhere. I was just talking to one of my friends just today, Vals, about like Sampa the Great, like how she raps, like, like her lyrics, like I literally like listen to Rhymes of the East and I literally just searched up like the lyrics and like read them like some of the words that she's been saying like it's crazy like she's not even I, I was thinking like like how the hell haven't I like listened to this like all this time but like mm. she's really like um yeah like well, she's, she's up poet. there she's up there like she's not a, like Australian she's worldwide like she's yeah I don't know. You know, and I think that's the thing. Like, we do this thing where we play ourselves down in this country. Mm. You know, Remy is another, he's a wordsmith, you know, like yeah. his lyrics are fire. Mm. You know, there are great songwriters in this country. There always has been. Yeah. There always has been. We yeah. have great lyricists, poets, storytellers. It's in our culture. Like, um, you know, we look at 
you look at songwriters like Uncle Archie Roach or, you know, Uncle Kev Carmody, like it's mm. in it's in our culture. Yeah. Um and and it's in our blood, you know. We're we are storytellers. Yeah. Great songwriters here. We don't um pay I think we undersell ourselves a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we need to like pay attention to like the local and the national music because it's really like it's really crazy, like the music that I've been listening to, um, like a lot of artists really like the sonic like music is really like great, like really awesome. Like I'm learning, I'm taking notes from like everyone, like I'm trying to come for everybody. <laughs> That's great. Do it. Oh, Do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um <laughs> Yeah, what is your process like? How do you like come up with like music and stuff? I feel like it changes all the time. Hey, I approach music with a really open mind and um you know, I switch around genres and sounds a lot. And that's because I love music, you know. I've never yeah. been subscribed to one thing over another. Like um I take inspiration from lots of places. Mm. and I just try and do what feels right um, to serve the song and to serve the music, you know. It's not about mm. trying to sound like this or trying to sound like that. It's like, yeah, sure, I, like, collate references and and I, and I, I kind of, I'll try and set parameters for, like, what I do. Like, if I'm writing an album, I might go... I'll conceptualize what I want the album to be about as mm. a bigger picture, you know, yes. and then what pieces of that puzzle need to be in place in order to tell that story. Yep. And then sonically, what do I want to do? Do, you know, and then try and pick like, okay, um, you know, for example, right now, I'm like, I really, I'm really into this Juno synth sound. Okay. Mm. Like, let's try and, like, make that a through line in, in everything that we're doing or, like, okay, it's between this and, like, I, you know, I want, um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say, oh, we're going to use, we're going to use, like, a, like, saxophone is going to be a motif on this record where it's, just like, the saxophone is going to be, like, maybe not in every song, but it's mm. going to come up again and again. And I won't yeah. be, like, bringing in, like, a string section if... Mm. you know that's like I've sort of ruled that out of the equation because I want there to be like continuity yes so I do but it will be different on every album so then maybe the yeah. next time I'm like hey I'm making an album and I'm gonna work with a string section and they're gonna kind of be like the thing that ties everything together mm. or yeah. you know definitely it definitely like varies to like make music but I've never made an album so I'm kind of like learning that um but like yeah definitely to have that idea that you're gonna go into and then also have the people that's gonna help you um put it together it's also like very rare and it's very cool to you know to do mm. well i'm looking forward to hearing your album when you do make yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe Sound next nervous year. just then <laughs> We got a few, like, maybe, like, a few EPs and a few singles, maybe. 
well. That's a good, that's a great way to like, you know, ease in. I think mm-hmm. um as well, you know, like that's where it's at right now. I feel like a lot of people are doing that. It's it's really digestible. It's you creating more content. Mm-hmm. Um you're engaging with your fans more regularly. Yes. Who are your like your main inspirations? Do you have any like inspiration or do you just get it from everybody? <laughs> I mean, I've definitely got artists that I, you know, that I love and adore. Mm. Um, I mean, I grew up on, like, you know, Billie Holiday. Like, she's kind of like my my all-time, mm. right? Um, but then, like, in terms of, like, a contemporary sort of world of music, uh, I think... You know, Frank Ocean is probably one of my favorite artists of all time mm. as well. He's like, I think he's a brilliant lyricist. I think he makes really bold artistic choices. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know, I, I find him interesting and challenging and, like, yeah. he's an exciting artist to me. Definitely. Um, one of my favorite rappers of all time, probably Andre 3000. Just because his flow is like crazy. Yeah. Um, and he's fun. I love that. Yes, he's um, definitely crazy. Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, another artist that I'm really digging at the moment is um, Gabriel Gazon Montano. Really cool, like, okay. uh, dude out of New York mm. who is just like an, an extremely interesting songwriter. Just, oh. yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to check him out for sure. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. with Frank Ocean, I always feel like um, his writing process is always like different because he says that he always like has a visual for the song and then he goes into making it, which is like, I've never thought of that. And it was kind of like a dope thing for me to like think about. Even you have a, like a visual and then you go put it onto sound, which is like crazy. It makes sense a little bit. That's really cool. I actually like I don't I don't work that way, but I find <laughs> yeah. that I always have a visual like a like a it's like a movie that plays out in my head every time yeah. I'm performing a you know every song has a different visual thing in my mind every time yeah. I play it, you know, and yeah. um, like little movies. And I remember watching a thing like David Lynch, who's like probably you know I mean. He's a filmmaker that I, I've I've kind of like been really interested in his process, mm-hmm. and he he sort of says a similar thing where sometimes there's scenes in his movies that don't really make sense in an in an in terms of the narrative, but it's just sort of like no, but they were a mood like it's like a mood that mm-hmm. he was trying to convey, and he kind of just sees the image and then he has to like work back from there. Yeah. There's definitely like a lot of ways to approach like your creative creativity and there's no like there's no one way that you can do it. Mm. Yeah. Which makes it exciting, right? Definitely. Um, what are like your, your tips for like up and coming artists? Do you have like any little tips for like some I guess someone? the thing that I wish that I'd known when I was starting out mm. is just that or I wish that somebody had really like really drilled into me is that it's really important to just, just find your own voice. 
Mm. Don't ever, ever, don't waste time trying to sound like anybody else. Mm. You know, mm. like, just, like, be authentic in who you are. And, and people can tell when you're being authentic and that music will resonate with them. The mm. truth resonates, you know. And, um, and I guess the more real that you can be in what you're doing, um, the more longevity your work will have. Just be true to who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you definitely can connect with people uh, on a much deeper level when you're like super authentic because, and it takes time for like every artist, like even myself, like uh, I had to like find what I'm, what I'm about, like how do I want to talk to people and exactly what do I want to do? Did it take you a lot of time to like realize, okay, you know, I have to be authentic or were you always that way? Yeah. No, it took me a lot. I mean, I think there was always authenticity in what I did, Mm. but I was always like creating like alternate realities in what I, you know, I was always trying to like, Mm. I was writing fiction in a way, which is still like, you know, there's truth in fiction. Mm. Those stories and those experiences come out of, you know, true places and, true observations but mm. it was kind of like this self-preserving like a la- like like a layer of yeah. like yeah. you know I wanted it to be funny and I wanted it to and it's okay it's cool funny can be authentic you know yeah, um authentic can be funny but I was mm. like creating all these alternate realities and different things and then um and I guess sort of it was sort of like that on my first album, I sort of feel like, you know, I was trying, I was trying to be something, you know, or like mm. trying to have a kind of particular steez. Whereas like my second album was where, where I went, oh, I'm like, no, you know what? Like, I just want to peel all that back and I just want to do me. Mm. And then, and, and I didn't necessarily nail it. And then by my third album, I was, which is Native Tongue. Yes. I was like, this is who I am and this is what I have to say. And this is my true authentic self. And I'm and I and I know how to express that now. Yeah. And I and I feel like um you know that's it's taken me up until that point in my career, you know, like that's that's my third album to go, this is I've arrived now. My third album feels like to me it's my first album. Yes, definitely. I feel like it takes a lot of takes a little bit of time to um especially as an artist to like realize, okay, this is what I need to talk about. This is this is who I am and this is what I need to convey to people. It takes a little bit of time and definitely you can see into like music, people that resonate with you and your music, it's the people that can connect with you. Like you can see the growth through the music with the artist and uh, that's what makes you like want to listen to them because a lot of artists that I loved like when I was growing up now I can't listen to them because their music sound exactly the same they're talking about the same things it's like are you growing up or what's going on like you know well yeah you know and I I, like I don't ever want to make the same album twice Mm. it would feel disingenuous to me to like come out after Native Tongue 
and then write another album where I just talk about the same shit. It's like, mm. um, that's, you know, it's not growth. Yes. Growth, like you want to see an artist grow and evolve. Mm. And those, mm. are the, those are the most exciting to me. Yes, definitely. I feel like the greatest artists are always like documenting their, their growth through their art. And it's not always easy because you have to find like maybe different sounds, different, you know, way to tell it. But I feel like the greatest artists always document their story. And it's always like the easiest thing to do because you're telling your story. You don't have and no one can can talk shit about it because it's like it's my story I, like i know what i'm going through right now so well, people can they be, they can talk <laughs> shit about it and they probably will they probably will but you gotta just like you gotta stand in that and you know who you are and it's like that's yeah. unfuckable you know like you cannot Back. you can't mess with that mm. when somebody knows who they are mm. and they're standing strong in it yes definitely feels great to like being un- unapologetic and to you know, to just show who you really are. What are some of the benefits of like um, just being in an industry and also the challenges that you have seen? Also the benefits and the challenges. Well, the benefits are that I get to make music Mm. for a living and that's what I love, you know? Yes. And, um, and I'm, I get to be my own boss, you know, in a way. It's like, mm. this is what I, this is what I'm doing. I get to, I get to make art. I get to express myself. This is something that I'm passionate about. Yes. That's the, you know, that was, it's, it was my dream. And I feel like, you know, just as a side note, like we forget that as artists because we're always hustling, right? We're always mm. thinking about what the next thing is. We got our eyes on the prize. Like sometimes we forget to just stand in it and go, hey, I'm doing it. Exactly. I'm making art. I'm mm. making music. This is what I live for. And mm. I'm doing it. Um, and just uh, just go, just enjoy that. You know, it's like we forget yes. to enjoy it while we're in it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but if you can, then that's like so rewarding. Mm. The I guess this, you know, um, negative side effects of of being in a you know in the industry is that um it can be it can be toxic sometimes you know it can it can really mess with your head because other Mm. people are always comparing you Mm. to other artists Mm. you know there is a pressure to be on trend at all times it's Mm. there's a pressure to be like and you can't let that get inside your head yeah. which is real hard to do when you've got labels and managers and like publicists and people around you who are like trying to make the machine work. Yeah. Um, you know, or like you, you're com- even your own self, like you're on social media and you're going, mm. how come that person got on that festival and I didn't get on that festival yeah. or like, you know, mm. um, which it can really like, it can, it can wear away at you. And it can make you, it can compromise your art. It can compromise like what you do as an artist. Um, There's also like, there's also so much work to do that's not making music, you know? And that, 
And that can really get in the way of like making music. It's like, oh, I have to actually, I've gotten to this point in my career where it's like, I have to actually carve out time to make mm-hmm. music. Everybody around me wants me to do like, you got to do this interview and you got to make this video for this thing and content for that thing. And like, yep. you know, do photo shoot, make, you know, like make this, mm-hmm. make that, like, you know, be here, be at this event and like be seen here or whatever. And it's just like, that's all noise. Yep. But the main thing the is thing, still the main thing. Yeah, it's right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like my, the most important thing is that I'm making music because without the music, None of that other shit exists. Facts. So. Facts. You gotta, yeah, <laughs> just like stay centered in yourself and know what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. And like just check in every now and then and go, it's okay, like be gentle. Mm, absolutely. I feel like you definitely have to, you have to know yourself. You have to know what you're doing and you have to appreciate the moment of just creating and um, also appreciate everyone else that's around you also. But, like, you definitely have to be aware and don't get, definitely, like you say, don't get caught up looking at the goal that you're going to and just be here in the moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the, like, music that you're currently listening to? Do you have any favorite or not? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots that I've been listening to lately. I. I mean, today I was just listening to the new Thundercat record, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I've also been listening to Vera Bourne. She's a she's a local okay. um, artist from from Melbourne. What genre? Uh, does she sing? Does she sing or rap? Or? Yeah, she she sings and she plays bass. It's very kind of like. Uh, she's like young Pinoy, Pinay mm. um, artist, kind of similar to, like reminds me a little bit of like the internet or something like that, but like yeah. a bit more poppy, which is okay. cool. Like, you know, it's like a real funk kind of thing. Mm. Um, ah, man, like so much Maisha. Um, released her album this year too. I just recently found that album Salt. Okay. Do you know this this group Salt? It's really cool. I think you should like check it out. I'll definitely check it out right now. I'll definitely check it out. Like S A U L T. They're cool. S A U L T. Is it on Spotify? Yes, on Spotify. I'll send you a link later. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, please do. I'm gonna check it out for sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on at the moment? Um, yeah, well, I'm trying to write a new album at the moment, actually. Yeah, I, did, I just had a brand new single come out on the 21st um, that I made with when I was in New York last year with a guy, a producer named Clams Casino. Mm. Who you might know he's like, it's kind of intimidating because... He's like, you know, he worked with like ASAP Rocky and Vince Staples and wow. FKA Twigs. So I've, um, and like done heaps of other stuff, like he's a stuff on his own. Mm-hmm. He's really amazing producer. So I, I feel very like grateful and fortunate that I had the opportunity um, through APRA 
to do a songwriting session with him last year. Yeah. And um and and yeah, actually Veta Bourne plays bass on the on this track. So it's cool. Awesome. You're getting to like collaborate with a lot of great producers, which is like the ultimate, which is dope. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I've 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 had I've I've been really lucky and I've also worked really hard. And I think there's like it, yeah. it's about yeah. it's about doing both. <laughs> it's about like, you know, you gotta work real hard. Um, but I do know that there's a certain amount of like luck involved in that too. Mm. A lot of preparation. Uh, apparently there's a saying that's, there's a saying that says luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Opportunity. Yes. Is that it? That's it. I feel like I've heard that too. It's a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Thanks for the reminder. You always get no worries. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, you always gotta stay ready. Like that's the only thing you can control is like just staying ready for an artist, I reckon. Which is like the main yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Mm. Stay what ready. Are you, uh what are you doing at, at the moment? Just chilling at home. Uh yeah, I'm just like I've been hanging out in my studio. Um yeah. just working on some songs. Yep. Um, I'm writing at the moment with a friend of mine, Milan Ring, who's another amazing artist that you should check out. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've got a I've got a newborn baby, like a I've got that's a three crazy. month old baby at home, so yeah, that's keeping me pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That's crazy. Do you have to like wake up in the night and like all that stuff? Oh man. Um, I'm so I'm. I'm kind of lucky because uh, I did for a little bit, like for the first yeah. kind of uh, month and a bit. But mm. now it's gotten to the point where he's got a pretty good sleep pattern and um, mm. his mom is doing all that hard work. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm lucky. lucky. Mm. She don't wake me in the night to do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I change a lot of dirty nappies. So I think there's yeah. like a, a payoff there. Yeah, definitely. Like this time is definitely crazy, and but spending it with family kind of like makes it like super easy to like just chill, for sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it was really great chatting with you, and I'm sure a lot of like upcoming artists would definitely get a lot of um a lot from this and just learn from you, you and what you have been doing, um like we love your music we love what you do uh it's great that you can like support the upcoming artists and we support uh, you guys because we love <laughs> what you do well hey is, mm. i feel like you know like anything that i've learned or any access that i like you know i've come upon it's it is my responsibility to like pass that down too you know yeah because particularly to, you know, like local emerging artists, you know, um, I, you know, I want to see, you know, more people um, from my communities, the communities that I connect with and the people that, mm. you know, that I, that I relate to and resonate with. I want to see more young people coming up through those scenes. Like, absolutely. You know, 
yeah. like where that's like you know people of color like the cutie pock community um first nations mm-hmm. community i want to see everyone like excel there's a there's enough mics to go around you know and yeah um, and uh i want to help you like you all mm-hmm. on the way up yeah i feel like that's the <laughs> ultimate and it's also like so rewarding to like um just giving other people the information that you get um i feel like when i was like maybe like younger maybe 15 if someone else could have like told me how to like do this thing do that it could have made everything like super easy and i feel like it's my definitely like you said it's the responsibility of the artist who has like the knowledge to give it to the next generation for sure Mm. Mm. yeah that's what that's what we're here for (laughs) yes sir (laughs) and i love to see it you know i love i love seeing yeah you know Mm. everyone on the way up is cool Mm. that's great it's great thinking um thanks so much for like inviting me here and you know it's nice to connect with you yeah thank you for being on the podcast man um it's been it's crazy chilling at home. It's finally great to have people to compensate with. And uh, I'm sure people are going to love this um, because I have something to catch up with other people around them and know that we're thinking about them. Like, like we want them to yeah. be creative and do great things and take this challenge as a, actually like an opportunity to be better. And yeah, keep being great. <laughs> Likewise, man. Um, yeah. Keep being great and be good to one another. Right? Absolutely. Thank you Excellent. for being on the show. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. Take Thank care. You. Bye. On Brim Bank Live, Live of Fame is the Connect Podcast with Mikael.